Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. What kind of voices are you listening these days? We have so many voices around us. Voices in our pocket, voices in our screen, and voices everywhere. The problem is, most of those voices are not good. When you listen to those voices every day, it's very natural to be discouraged about future because none of them talk about good future. Now, what voice is the true voice that we need to pay attention to? And that is the topic that I want us to delve into. As we go through navigating future, we need to listen to this one voice. That voice is the voice of the Holy Spirit, voice of God. Let's look at today's text, text from uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Amen. Now, it starts with this. He who has an ear. Of course, everyone has a ear, but the problem is not every ear can hear the voice of God. It reminds me of Psalm 115, verses 4 through 8. There were idols. Now, idols have ears, but they cannot hear anything. Idols have eyes, but they cannot see anything. The problem is, in the verse 8 of that chapter, says, those who worship idols become like idols. So, even if they have he ear, they cannot hear anything. So in this context, context, he who has an ear, let him hear. Who is the who is John talking about? Those who are following Christ Jesus, those who worship the Lord Jesus Christ only, those who are Christians, those are the church. They are the ones who have ears to hear. They can listen to the voice of God. So John is getting a, uh, John is drawing the attention to the voice of the Lord right here. He is saying, "He who has an ear, let him hear that what the Spirit of God says to the churches." Now, in chapter 1, John was saying that the Holy Spirit is speaking to the seven churches of Asia. So, seven churches of Asia were the immediate receiver of this letter. However, now this letter, this message is, is applicable for us as well. As we are preparing for Jesus' return, we also need to pay attention to what the Holy Spirit says in this very chapter as well. So, let's see what kind of messages, what kind of message that uh, the Holy Spirit was speaking to these churches. Now, in chapter 2, there are four churches out of seven churches that the Holy Spirit is speaking to. So, Church of Vicious, Church of Smyrna, Church of Pergamon, and Church of Thyatira. So, especially in this context, to the Church of Ephesus, there are three messages that, um, three three things that Holy Spirit was speaking to the Church of Ephesus. The first one is repent. The second one is overcome. And then third one is receive reward. So let's look at one by one. Now, let me give you some context of the, uh, the Church of Ephesus. Now, uh, among these four churches in this chapter, except Church of Smyrna, uh, the Holy Spirit was pointing out something that was not right in these churches. But he started with the good things. Now for the church of Ephesus, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit started with compliments. You you uh, you have that this church had a discernment and then this church was faithfully uh, faithfully serving the Lord faithfully proclaiming the gospel of Christ Jesus even at the risk of persecution so it, it, it sounds like almost like a perfect church it sounds like Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 20 24 he would not regard his consider his life worth to uh, the value of the great, the uh, the, uh, the gospel of Christ Jesus. He would sacrifice his life for the sake of Christ Jesus. Likewise, if he, the Church of Ephesus was uh, was risking her life 
for the propagating the gospel of Christ Jesus. So it's almost like a perfect church. However, just because you have great things going on outside doesn't mean that inside is always good. Now, the Holy Spirit is Spirit of God. Holy Spirit is God. So He knows what was inside, and He knows exactly what was going on in the church of Ephesus. This was the huge problem, not a small problem, but it was a huge problem. And the Holy Spirit pointed out, saying, You church of Ephesus, you turn away, you lost your first love. Now, what is this first love? It is a first, it is a love for God. So what does this really mean? That this church of Ephesians, they were doing so many things, so many great works, so many great ministries for the name of Christ Jesus without loving God. Is it even possible? Yes, it is possible. We see the example in this chapter, but also we can see that examples many where, everywhere in the world, even now. There are many churches, big size churches, or small size churches, great ministries going on. However, inside, there can be missing the most important thing, which is love for the Lord. Now, what is the great commandment? Before we talk about Great Commission, which is to make disciples of all nations, and everyone knows about it, and every great church, even evangelical church, is thriving to do that, striving to, to do it. However, Great Commandment is the commandment from the Lord, likewise, uh, as well as the Great Commission. Great Commandment is what? Love the Lord and love your neighbor. It starts with love the Lord. But if you just love your neighbor only, doing lots of great uh, social justice type of ministries towards your neighbor in the love of Christ to Jesus, and you are doing great job for them. But if you are not loving the Lord, and that is a half love, and half love is not true love. And that is pointing, pointed out by the Holy Spirit toward this church of Ephesians. How precious church this is. However, they're lacking the huge thing, most the fundamental thing, which is love for the Lord. Now, let's think about our, our situation. Now, there can be a lot of great ministries, a lot of great churches, but even if they do like 50 hours or 70 hours of ministries if, uh, doing the evangelism and uh, they do a lot of great uh, the works for helping the poor and uh, reaching the nations, uh, sending missionaries every time and uh, celebrating you know, uh, church planting work and those are all great. I'm not saying that we should stop them. Of course, we need to continue to do that even we actually multiply those works. However, work is work. Ministry is ministry. But we need to look at our heart. We need to examine our heart. But we cannot really do it unless the Holy Spirit really illumines in our heart. Listen to what the Holy Spirit says. We need to examine our heart by, by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit convicts the sin. That's how we see where we are where we are falling and what we are lacking. And that is a blessing. That is not a curse. That means the Holy Spirit loves you. God still loves us so that He exposes what is lacking in our heart. So the thing is what? We need to turn away from it. And we need to turn back to 
to where the Holy Spirit wants us to be. That is what is called repentance. That is what the first thing the Holy Spirit is speaking to this church of Ephesians. You need to turn away from your sin and turn to God. Stop doing that and start worshiping, start loving the Lord. Now, the other churches, churches, Church of Pergamon and the Church of Thyatira, they were doing the similar things, that they were doing a great job. They did not uh, tolerate, and they were doing uh, sacrificial love for the Lord. However, um, they, some of them fell into the teaching of Balaam, Balaam and then uh, they were, some of them were falling into idolatry. So, the Holy Spirit, likewise, pointed out what was, inside, what was going on inside. Now, we need to be exposed by the Holy Spirit, likewise. You might think like you've been going to church for a long time and uh, a lot of people are respecting you. However, even if no one, even, even if your pastor doesn't know what is, what's inside of you, even probably sometimes you don't even know what's going on inside of you, but the Holy Spirit knows that. So I want to encourage you to pray really hard that the Holy Spirit to illumine your heart so that, what, so that He will help you to examine your heart to see where you are lacking so that you can repent as well. That is the love expression, the loving message. But it may sound very harsh. It may sound uh, very, it's uh, difficult. However, it is a love. We need to restore our first love for the Lord. For the Lord. Secondly, the Holy Spirit is saying, you need to overcome. So let's look at today's passage together. It says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, to him who overcomes. To him who overcomes. Now, this message, this uh, overcome message, is very common to these churches as well. We need to overcome. But that word, overcome, connotates that really uh, means there's something that we need to overcome. There's something that we need to win over. That is the, that, that means we are, we are in the race to win or we are in the spiritual warfare. Now, if you have nothing to overcome, if everything is easy, just a uh, you know, uh, free ride and a clear. Everything is clear. There is no nothing to fight against. So overcome is there something that we need to win? Something that we need to overcome? We are. We need to know that we are in the spiritual battle, and we are in the spiritual race as well. It reminds me of the Philippians chapter four verse thirteen. The apostle Paul was saying, "I'm in the race. I am, I am chasing for the winning." Okay, so he had the spiritual race mentality, spiritual battle mentality. Even though we might think we might see nothing, uh, with nothing to see physically, however, spiritually we are in a spiritual warfare. Ephesians chapter six, verses eight eleven through uh, seventeen clearly tells us that we are in the spiritual warfare. Now, as soon as you become a Christian, as soon as you decide to follow Jesus Christ. You know that you are well. Even before you were, uh, you are saved. You are under the power of Satan. However, when you become a Christian, now you are not under the power of Satan. However, because we are in the sinful world, we are officially in the spiritual warfare. That our enemy is not a people anymore, but our enemy is the heavenly realm. 
the the uh, the evil spirits as Satan's soldiers. We need to be awakened to see that reality. Likewise, here um, the uh, the Holy Spirit was speaking to the Church of Ephesus. You need to restore the first love. But to do that, you need to overcome. Hmm, what does that really show to sh- tell you? You know, when it comes to love, we might think like, okay, you know, I'll just say to God that, God, please forgive me. I will love you from now on. And that's it. Well, it's easy to say it, but you need to know that that is the battle that you need to fight. That means there will be so many temptations and there will be so many obstacles that you need to overcome to love God the most. You need to overcome so many distractions, so many barriers that w- that the Satan can bring in front of you, and all those things can distract you from loving the Lord. So the Holy Spirit now il- illumines your heart that what was lacking in your heart to repent. It's not just a mere repetition of words, but you need to have this race and battle mentality, and you need to be ready to fight the spiritual battle. Now, the good news is this. You are not in this battle alone, and you cannot win this battle alone either. Christ has won the victory because He conquered the death. He victoriously won over, defeated sin and death through His resurrection. So He is eternally victorious. If you are in Christ Jesus, you and Christ in you, you will be victorious. And you can overcome all these distractions and temptations and spiritual attack that attacks towards you. So the thing is this overcome it's not a just a romantic restoration uh, with your feeling but it is hands and feet and everything being involved in the spiritual warfare to overcome every attack that is towards you to restore this first love so regain this first love for the lord and toil and fight the battle in christ jesus name and be victorious in christ jesus now the last point is this last point is the reward let's look at this verse again it says now he who to him who overcomes i who is i the holy spirit god will grant to eat grant to eat of the tree of life which is in the paradise of god so we see that this is the reward now the other churches, uh, the God is the Holy Spirit is mentioning uh, the other, the rewards like a white stone and manna and the Church of Smyrna that, that you will not fall to the second death. So it's all uh, speaking the same thing about the salvation, our eternal life in Christ Jesus. But in this context, for the Church of Ephesus, it's rewarding the tree of life. Where do you see the tree of life in the Garden of Eden? Now, in chapter 3, Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve were kicked off from the Garden of Eden. Why? Because they sinned against the Lord by their disobedience, and then they, they lost their access to what? To the tree of life. They only accessed the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but they could not access the other tree, tree of life. But here, we see the access, and not just an access, but we will be granted to eat from the tree of life. This is total redemption and total restoration by God's 
grace. And this is the greatest reward. Now, the world may say, now, you will have a reward in your life with a great retirement. And if you put a lot of money into the retirement plan, and if you work really hard for yourself, and if you earn a lot of salaries, and uh, after you retire, you can enjoy uh, luxuries in your life, and then you can travel all around the world. There will be a great reward for you. However, you know, you need to know, you and I need to know that that reward is not eternal. That, that reward will go away and vanish. And then that's even uh, worse because that can keep you away, keep you away from the true reward. What is the true reward? This true reward is eternal reward, the tree of life. Tree of life. What can be better than that? So we must have this expectation. Now, this is not a, a good wishful thinking. This is too good to be true type of dream. But this is the real reality, true reality. This is the promise. This is not a figurative speech. But this is the real thing the Holy Spirit is speaking to the church, not only to the church of Ephesians, but church now in 2023 and beyond as well. So listen to what the Holy Spirit says and be expecting about this great reward in future. So three message, we need to repent and overcome and receive this reward. So how should we live? First of all, we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. But to listen to the Holy Spirit, we need to keep ourselves away from all the distractions. Now, there's a, the study says average people spends 4.5 hours on their smartphone and social media, all on their junk. Now, what if... You spend 4.5 hours on the Word of God, which is inspired by, the, by God. And that is how the Holy Spirit speaks through. God uses His Scripture, His Bible, for us to listen to His voice. So, we need to be, we need to set our time every day, in the morning, at night time, even in the lunch time, we need to pay attention to the Word of God. But not just to reading the Word, not just to reading the Bible, we need to pray so that the, we will depend on the Holy Spirit so that we will listen to His voice. So, ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you each day. We need to intentionally put our time to do it, to listen to the voice of God. And when the Holy Spirit speaks to us to repent, then what we we need to do is to turn away from our sins, stop doing it, and turn to the Lord by overcoming. By overcoming, we need to win this spiritual battle. Spiritual battle is not easy because we have a sinful flesh and there's a fight against, fight between the flesh and the spirit. We always need to be led by the Holy Spirit so we can put our put the deeds of our fleshly fleshly works so that we will overcome all the distractions and the temptations that is coming toward us coming against us and lastly we need to have this future mindset that there is reward eternal reward of course there can be earthly rewards if you work really hard which is not a bad thing we need to work and study hard so that we'll have a more opportunity to share proclaim the gospel of christ jesus but not necessarily to earn earthly reward because we have a better one greater one greatest one which is the tree of life God is going to grant that. We are not earning the tree of life because it is given to us by His grace. What a wonderful promise. It is not, for it, uh, it's not temporary, but it is eternal. So let's have that end mindset. So we will not be discouraged or dismayed by all the voices that we hear uh, in our screen and our phone. But let us pay attention to the voice of God, which, uh, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And let's overcome 
and let's receive the reward. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you, praise you for this message, Lord. Father, I pray that um, those who are listening to, the mes- the, to this message would set their time to listen to your word, listen to your voice every day. So we will not be dis- uh, distracted by the voices of the world, but we will be led by your voice. And then when you say we need to repent, Father, please let us be obedient to that so that we will repent of our sins and we will overcome. Then we'll receive the reward that you give to us. We thank you, praise you. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen.